Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Shoot, yeah, boy. It is hour number five of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. It's been an eventful day. Mike Zimmer press conference opened up the show the Cowboys new defensive coordinator he said quite a bit including Al Harris will remain on the Cowboys coaching staff as uh, I assume the defensive backs coach said he missed the relationships uh, with the players and the coaches he did get emotional talking about needing some time off to deal with some family trauma as uh, he lost a child and uh, a real sad story here uh, from Mike Zimmer over the last couple of years he said he, he reflected a lot on things that they did well in Minnesota and has been trying to figure out how to be a better coach. He was asked about modern offenses, said without being too specific, we'll have ways to combat these things. That's fun. Um, he said the right thing about coaching tough. Different players need different approaches. And he said he's had some great players that could not handle being coached hard. It would make them play worse. And he had to recognize that. And you, obviously you couldn't coach those guys hard. So... You don't want the guy coming in just blindly yelling at people. You want the guy who knows what each player requires to be their best. Uh, he told stories about how he'd go around and around with Pac-Man Jones with the Bengals, and Pac-Man didn't like him very much, but now whenever Pac-Man sees him, gives him a big hug because he knows he got the best out of him. Um, so that's kind of a recap of that. Here's Zach Wolchuk, Proper Round Tripper. Thank you very much, General. It is uh, our World Series champion Texas Rangers first day out there at Surprise. Rangers GM Chris Young will join us every week during the season, uh, and we look forward to that. said, in some ways, I think success for us is defined by what we do from here moving forward, not what we've done. You look around and you see the Kansas City Chiefs and what they were able to do in repeating and even what their comments were after winning in terms of their focus for next year already. I think it's very similar to what our group is. It's hard to win a championship, and it's hard to get back to even the World Series. A lot of things have to go our way. He also asked, uh, was asked, of course, about Jordan Montgomery, and he did allude to the uncertainty over TV plays a role. He said, I don't think there are any additions coming at this point, but I've said before, we will keep an open mind. I know there's a number of free agents still out there. At this point, the group we have in the clubhouse is primarily the group If there is an opportunity to add, we'd certainly be open to that, said Chris Young. He added that the TV uncertainty is real. We don't know what it looks like beyond this year. This is a financial responsibility that we have to operate with. And until we have that certainty, our payroll is at an all-time high. I think that shows ownership's commitment to winning. Yeah. And we're very grateful for the resources that have been provided. It's not like they said, oh, no, uh, we got to give Marcus Simeon away now. You know, we can't sign anybody. They still have one of the top payrolls in baseball. Yes. I, I think the exciting thing is this will get resolved. Now, if if billionaire doesn't want to commit money without the TV money coming in, I get that. That's probably what makes him a billionaire. But over the course of the next couple of years, we'll get a resolution here. And it might be perfectly timed. 
You know, right now, I don't know where I'd want to spend a lot of money. Let's see what happens in spring training. Let's see what happens for the first couple of months of the season. Right. I mean, I think Montgomery would be the only move that I'd look at and say, hey, if he still hasn't been signed. If he ends up saying, I'm, I'm willing to just come back to Texas, maybe it's a one-year deal even, and then he gets back into free agency. Sweet. But according to baseball uh, prospectus, Rangers payroll right now, is estimated to be $243 million. That's $6 million above the luxury tax threshold. They're going to pay 30% tax on every dollar above $237 million. So if you sign Montgomery, the payroll is now probably around $260 million. It's going to add at least $7 million more in tax payments. So you can't be calling ownership cheap. There's certainly not that. But yes, not having the certainty of the TV deal has... Uh, it kind of ruins some of the Jordan Montgomery stuff, I think, yeah, for me. Yeah, and you can't be sure that the next arrangement is going to have the same amount of money per year, right? There might be an adjustment to the economy of sport happening, and, you know, it's making some people nervous. I think it contributed greatly to Mark Cuban selling the team. Jacob deGrom has returned to throwing eight months after elbow surgery. He played catch uh, on Monday in surprise for the first time. Chris Young said he felt very optimistic about the two-time Cy Young Award winner's progress. Said the Rangers are hopeful DeGrom could return by August, which was the original goal when DeGrom underwent surgery to repair that UCL last June. He also acknowledged the timeline's fluid. He said it was a big step forward for him. We got a lot more hurdles to cross, but we feel very good about where he's at. We are going to have to just wait and see. I mean, at any point, there could be a setback. We know that with Jacob deGrom, especially between now and August. But so far, so good. He's on the right track. Yeah, you know, I expect him to be back at some point. I think the key is, and I asked Mike about this at the toy drive, the Rangers pitching coach, Mike Maddox, you know, imagine how good they could be. And he's like, well, you just don't know if he'll be anything close to what he is in that first stint back. Usually, you know, for the Tommy John guys, we wait until the next year. And, uh, you know, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm keeping that in mind. I, I guess I'm, I'm hoping that he could at least, you know, be a, a winner in, in, you know, maybe an inconsistent winner for you. And I, 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 you can't rule it out with the amount of electricity in his arm that he could be a factor. You know, I, I think it just comes down to now from a Rangers perspective, you have to be honest. Mm-hmm. Give him 10 days rest between starts. You know, optimize everything. No soreness, you know. Those things almost immediately popped up with him as soon as we got to surprise last year. Oh, my wrist, you know, my forearm, this, that, and the other thing. Shut down 20 days. You know, that you you can't treat DeGrom like anything but the most fragile man in all of sport right now, even more so than Tua. And your uh, starting pitchers right now, the projection for opening day, you're looking at Evo, uh, Nathan Evaldi, John Gray, Andrew Heaney, Dunning, Bradford. Hope is, of course, you'll get Scherzer and Malley back after the All-Star break. Um, most experienced extra option heading into camp is righty Jose Urena, uh, who has a 5-5 ERA over the last five seasons. And this, to me, I, I don't know. I mean, you got to see how he looks. The relievers, LeClerc, Spores, Kirby Yates, David Robertson, Jonathan Hernandez, Brock Burke, uh, Chase and Shreve, and then Diego Castillo. Those are kind of the arms you're looking at right now. We'll see if some of these young guys can emerge and, and give you something. There's going to be a surprise. lot of rotation. You know, your last three or four relievers and your last starter, just not convincing. Right? You're you're hoping to find guys who are hot for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. 
you're, you're going to need to make sure Evaldi and Gray stay healthy. You, you really, really are. And Andrew Heaney was great last night with Jared, but he's going to have to be a big And, and who big knows what you well. have in Spores or any of these other guys who were great and got you outs in the, in the, in the playoff right. run. You just can't rely on you them. You don't know if it carries over. Uh, this was interesting. The Oakland A's, and when we were out there in Vegas, we saw the report of like the Vegas mayor. She said, hey, they should just stay in Oakland. So they're meeting with Oakland officials about extending their lease at the Coliseum. They would need to kind of do this anyway, even if they're making the move to Vegas, because the stadium's not going to be ready for several years. So by staying at the Coliseum, the A's would remain in their market and continue receiving regional sport network checks uh, with their contract with NBC Sports California, which amounted to $67 million last year. That deal will run through 2034. So I don't know. I mean, this just it. I, I feel for A's fans out there, all like 1,500 of you. But it's it's a tough deal, I think, to be yeah. for that club. I think they made a significant mistake uh, by messing with the infrastructure of the strip so much. Like, you, maybe you create a facade, an entry to a parking lot off the strip, or a walking entry that takes yeah. you to a a bridge that takes you quickly to the stadium. But having the things right there. It just creates so much extra foot traffic. You're already on the doorstep of chaos at all times on the strip and dropping the race in there or a football stadium and now a baseball. It's too much. It's a lot. You're you're, you're going to disrupt the flow of normal Vegas. It should be Sin City. And if you want to go three blocks that way, there's a sports game going on. Not right on the strip, dude. I just don't think it's a good idea. Well, and Adam Silver. They're they're facing the the chaos of it. I agree. And and everybody that was driving us around basically talked about what a pain in the ass that Formula One race was. And they're not sure about this new stadium being built. And then Adam Silver today was talking about Vegas is looked at as an expansion city for the NBA. Yeah. So you might have all four core sports there, which is, yeah. I mean, I guess great if you're a Vegas sports fan, but it is going to cause quite the traffic jam there around the Strip. The Astros named Josh Hader their closer. They're going to move uh, Press Ryan Presley to the setup role. I mean, that is a dynamic 7-8-9 with uh, Brian Abreu as well. And we've also got interesting news with Justin Verlander as he was slowed by a shoulder issue. His timetable oh, so will be sad. unclear. So uh, Justin Verlander, much like a Jacob Degrom, up there in years, continues to have a little bit of some injury tightness. Man, I I I just I don't like any sports injuries, you know, especially no. when they happen to a rival. You don't like those. You, you don't really want to win like that. How about this? Uh, Logan Webb, former Giants pitcher, was actually with Bruce Bochy there in in uh, San Francisco. He was on Chris Rose's rotation podcast this week. He was talking about an experience he had at City Field. He said. I had a baseball thrown at me in City Field. It was this 15-year-old kid. I threw the ball up to him after I was done playing catch, about to walk to the bullpen, and the ball goes right past my head. I turned around, and the group, this group of 15-year-olds were all flipping me off. There was a cop <laughs> sitting right behind them, smiling and laughing, didn't care at all. I was like, all right, this is fun. Almost got decapitated. That ball was thrown at me, and uh, some other kid goes, I wish that hit you after he missed Logan Webb. So, hey, we hear about, like, Philadelphia, maybe Boston, tough places to play. Don't count out the Mets and City Field there. They were wishing death, basically, on Logan Webb. Yeah, dude, the, the, the Northeast, just all of that, you can sort of, you can put it in its own, in its own little box there of just rabid fan bases it matters so much to them it starts like the the anger starts early there i mean kids Very. kids flipping the bird at like nine years old is commonplace just you know insane. and then they strike up a cigarette and you're like oh my gosh but this is the way they do it over here <laughs> are you guys smoking are you 15 years old can you even buy those no i can't 
Uh, now we've got the Astros. Uh, they're talking extension with Kyle Tucker. I welcome this. If you watched Kyle Tucker in the postseason, he did all of nothing. <laughs> A big bag of that. Um, and then you also have the Padres are bringing back former Ranger stud prospect. Jerickson Profar, who has done a decent job since he's left the Rangers of maintaining a career, but he's going to circle circle back at the age of 30 now. Can you believe it? Jerickson Profar at 30 years old. He's uh, running it back with the San Diego Padres. A couple uh, more years, bro. Just a couple more years, he's going to be the stud. Invest a little bit more time into him. You got him. And Pete Alonzo is possibly going to test free agency. That's the most likely outcome for the All-Star first baseman of the Mets, according to their president. Best current free agents left. You do have Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell is still out there, Cody Bellinger is out there, Matt Chapman, Michael Lorenzen, J.D. Martinez, Mike Clevenger, another pitcher, and then Brandon Belt and Tommy Pham, two guys we had considered, hey, veteran guys, could be DHs for the Rangers. But still, as we get uh, pitchers and catchers reporting today, still a lot of good names out there on the free agent market. I'm sure some of them will end up wanting to resign. Man, the Blake Snow one's so interesting. I know Jared was on with, with Sean and RJ saying like it doesn't seem like that's a likely thing for the Rangers at all. We're still just holding out some hope that Monty will come back, and that doesn't even feel like it's overly likely. Well, it would be but, fun to get Blake Snell. But, but yeah. Snell being out there is, is still just kind of crazy to Very me. Jarring. Who is going to get him? Because you'd think that the pitchers, it's more important for them. They want to report. They want to start ramping up, getting ready for the season. He kind of outperformed his stats, his analytics from last year. But at the very least, he's a very good pitcher. Maybe yeah. he's not an ace-ace who's going to go uh, you know, shore up your, your rotation for you by himself or anything like that. But that's a very quality arm. It, it, I think he and Montgomery are in the position that even though it's getting late, we just need these teams to start showing up and look at their uh, pitching staff and they'll be like, holy crap, we need one of these guys. <laughs> yeah, we need an arm. But I think if we can make it like the next 10 days, maybe that one-year deal with Monty at, I don't know, 20 or 25 million bucks could be something that could come together. That would be really exciting uh, to solidify this thing. I just want to see his, his uh, uh, bright smile and face again, you know, after what he did. Just get more opportunities to salute him and applaud him. Yes. That incredible postseason run, Cajones Mas Grande. <laughs> when the Mavs were purchased by the Adelsons, they were saying Cuban's still the guy. New governor yesterday. Uh, talking about what the new roles are here. Uh, the way the structure works, he says, just formally, is that I'm the governor. The league wants one person to speak, so that's me. But I intend to get the benefit of Mark's experience and his success, so working with him is actually a benefit to organization, and that's how I see it. This, this dude's the new face of the Mavericks. What's his name again? We, we really haven't talked about it much, this, this whole sale. Patrick be- Dumont. Patrick Dumont, because they're, you know, they've said all along, oh, no, Cuban's still owning part of it, and he's still going to be the face of this. But what you're seeing now is a very soft transition of power. So he's like, yeah, I'm the face. The NBA just wants one face. So he is going to be at the NBA uh, draft lottery. He is going to be the guy making official statements. It says, Nico Harrison's the GM. He's the head of basketball operations. So we are all the great benefit of working with Mark. But there's one GM. That's Nico. And then we have Ascent, who is running the organization. She's a great leader, and she's dynamic. I think there's a great management team there. So this is where the office space guy you know, goes in and sits down next to Mark Cuban and says, what exactly would you say you do around yeah, what, here? What do you do here? Um, but, yeah, new management team, um, I, I think this is good. This, this is good for the maps. But I think we're already enjoying the benefits of this transition, like, I'm I'm pretty sure what happened here is Mark took a step back from running the team day to day like he was in the last years of Donnie Nelson and Vegas Bob. I think he's having less fun. I think he saw the TV money and he decided to sell. And now I won't be surprised if like we're now in the last half season of Mark Cuban in this visible 
of a spot with the Dallas Mavericks because I don't know what he does. Is he a figurehead executive? Is he the community leader of the Mavericks? Uh, you know, I'm 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 not quite sure, but he kind of spelled it out in that quote, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. This is something that I think was was predicted by you know on the front end of all this. Once it was going down, and it was talking about how Mark Cuban is still going to remain sort of the face, and he's going to be heavily involved still. And the people that were have been in the business are like, nah, this isn't really the way this thing usually works. I think you even said, Dawson, like he'll be out within, you put like a year timeline mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're probably onto something there. I think the only reason Mark Cuban will remain is really as long as this Adelson or Dumont guy wants him to until this Dumont guy feels like, okay, I got a grasp for what the role is and now I will go ahead and handle this moving forward. So it's like a little bit of on-the-job training for this guy until he feels like, okay, I'm good here. Now I can go spread my wings and Mark Cuban, your work is officially done. I thought maybe Mark would at least stick around until you get the gambling law passed. You know, I thought he could have been a great face in Austin. Like here's a longtime Texas businessman, essentially the owner of the Mavericks, not outside Vegas money trying to gamble it up in Texas. Mm -hmm. I thought that was the play like this will make the newspapers and Austin a lot easier on us as we try to transition and, and get this done. I mean, but he was like, yeah, Cynthia Marshall's the president, that man over there, Nico Harrison's your GM and I'm the governor. Any other questions here um and we'll we'll see how it goes from here we'll see what if mark cuban's presence changes at all-star i know that's been you know one of his his favorite uh, events uh, being owner of the Mavs for a very long time but no doubt the winds of change have blown and uh, i'm excited about where the maps go from here what do we have next uh, chief Allen? sports hodgepodge another potential college football rule change and we wave goodbye to an american legend next year in the nation Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan Segment. It is brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If your loved one's been in an accident, contact the Frankels, 214-481-733-3333. Go online to truckwreck.com. It is time now for a sport hodgepodge. And here he is with all the details, Eric Chiafalo. Okay, Derek Lively is going to get some run tonight for the Mavs. That's good yeah. news. Looks like he'll be on a bit of a 
pitch count, so to speak, minutes restriction, but uh, he made it through the warm-ups, and uh, he's going to be rocking and rolling with his nasal issue that he's dealing with. But that's great news for the Mavs as they embark on their final uh, their final regular season game before the All-Star break, and hopefully they maintain the winning streak and they go in with great vibes into All-Star weekend. We come out of here and go pedal to the metal uh, for the remainder of this NBA regular season. Now, yesterday we discussed the idea of college football potentially stepping into the 21st century with the with the headset communication between coach and quarterback, mm-hmm. and we don't have to mess around with the dummy signals and, and feel like uh, you know Michigan's didn't do some sign stealing uh the other thing that they are considering and they're less they're less like hyper focused on getting this done immediately but they're at least going to kick it around uh the ncaa and and we'll see if and when they uh end up going this route with the two-minute warning stuff uh we know the nfl obviously has the second quarter and fourth quarter two-minute warnings clock stoppage and it looks like the NCAA is considering bringing that to college football as well. So I don't know if that'll happen this year, but it seems like something that they are beginning to consider. I think it's a good idea. I think it's sort of a no-brainer. They've already done away with the stopping of the clock after every first down. So, like, okay, I, I think we can afford a two-minute warning deal. And you just transfer whatever TV timeout you already had planned, and you just make that the two-minute warning so you're not adding an additional commercial break necessarily. So I think that's a good move. We'll see if it happens. I saw this Michigan salute to them record breaker for players headed to the combine. Mm -hmm. You have to be invited to go to the NFL combine. That's coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Michigan, 18 invites. And I'm, you know, obviously this is credit to Michigan, but this is also, I think, just a part of, what's changed over the last couple of years with the COVID and the eligibility and just more dudes. I think that's absolutely a part of it, 100%. They do have some players, though, that are uh, definitely in first-round conversation, not just uh, overall, you know, to be selected, but J.J. McCarthy. Uh, you've got Roman Wilson's a wide receiver. I was watching Junior Colson, their linebacker, the other day. You want a linebacker, Junior Colson. I know a lot of people love uh, Cooper from Texas A&M. Yeah. And he's got pass-rushing ability. But Junior Colson, just in terms of a mic, just field general. Thumper. He's, I think he might be the best in the draft. Hole plugger? Yeah. Okay. And, and I mean, it's badass watching him in the college football playoff against uh, Bama and Washington, and he's out there just wrecking shop with a club on his hand. Is that right? Like, that's old school linebacker right there. That is. That's uh, that's Thomas Davis vibes yes. there. Carolina Panthers, big game Tom. Uh, we wave goodbye to an all-time American legend. Mr. William Bill Post, the inventor of the Pop-Tart. Ooh. Not Bill. What got him? Not Diabetes. I, I don't have the details on what got him, but the he's... sugar. <laughs> Gonorrhea. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, did this dude invent it? Did He li- He lived till 96. Wow. So, I mean, this, this is as good a run as anybody could ever really ask for. And if his secret sauce to living to almost 100 was Pop-Tarts, I want to know. Then, yes, we're, we're going to need to get to the bottom of this <laughs> thing here. To me, I want to know. Or maybe it's like a drug dealer. I don't do the drugs. I just sell it. That's I was going to say yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I couldn't make it fit the don't get high on your own supply yeah. type of deal. He knows how the, the, the proverbial sausage is made. Yeah. Yes. He knows that's not something to be putting into your body. I mean, some of those are sinfully good, especially if you get them in the toaster just right. Maybe a little microwave. You know, the, 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 the iced brown sugar one's my personal favorite. Ooh, you like the iced See, brown? See, I mean, respect to that. I was always a, a, a cookies and cream guy. I know. That and the original strawberry. Yeah, the strawberry was good. Always slapped. Uh, or but, smacked. 
this guy. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Appreciate. Ooh, don't slap Lucius it's with Max. the education yesterday. <laughs> Uh, are they still going to make a movie about this guy? I think uh, Seinfeld was going to make a movie about this gentleman right here. Hey, I mean, we just made a movie about the Flamin' Hot Cheetos guy. Yeah. If yeah. it's Seinfeld, it's Seinfeld, I'm thinking this could be great. So I, what's the deal with these Pop-Tarts? <laughs> <laughs> I am glad that this guy, not only did he make it to 96, but he also got to live to see the first ever college football Pop-Tart bowl game. Oh, yeah. And he got to see the life-size Pop-Tart. Like, that's that's yeah. going out on a high note. Like, it felt like once he saw that over the college football bowl season, it was like, okay, 100%. My, like, my work here is officially done. He was willing yeah. to go ahead and, and kick that bucket. And I, I think that's something that him and his family probably really appreciate him getting to experience, man. It's like Brian telling us all the time, once these old coaches retire, they have no purpose in life. They're done. <laughs> That happened to that gentleman when he saw that Pop Tart Bowl game. Yeah, that was that was the culmination yeah. of his greatest achievement, getting to the height of its powers. There, there's no more room to grow, you know, in his mind. There, so yeah, I think there is some silver lining to this as we we uh, we we wave goodbye, rest in peace to Mister William Bill Post, the inventor of the Pop Tarts dead at 96 now from one food to another salute to fc dallas this is exciting this is going to get the the butts in the seats boys you 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 come for the soccer but you stay for the cheesy chipotle bacon foot long hot dog that they have just welcomed into their concessions say that again the cheesy chipotle bacon foot long topped with warm cheddar queso as Dang. the cheese. We're not just we're not just sprinkling we're not just sprinkling some cheese on top of this bad boy. We're going full queso with it. Smoky Chipotle Mayo. Okay. Might need to hold that for Dawson. Yes, and uh 100%. and of course crispy bacon. Well, it sounds like it might be the second best dog at a sporting event in DFW after that Oaxaca dog that debuted in the playoffs last year from Hurtado. Oh, Oaxaca Hurtado, dog. man. I can I can smell the Hurtado now as baseball season is uh is kicking back into gear. Hell yeah. P's and C's and BBQ. Thanks to Hurtado. But yeah, this is gonna be cool, man. FC Dallas. I did have their I did their giant taco thing. You know how they have yeah. the giant, yeah. like freaking huge the taco in a bag thing? I don't. It, I don't think it was in a bag. It was in huh. a box, but it's just like it's just a it's a giant taco. Uh, it, it's enough probably for you know at least two or so, but egregiously large. It was delicious, uh, and that was the last time I went to an FC Dallas game. But this is the cheesy Chipotle bacon footlong. That's probably going to get me to go watch a little bit of soccer, hey, fellas. I believe it. All right, happy Valentine's Day. I do think the best sports Valentine's Day card that I saw circulating the interwebs today came courtesy of at Ballpark Way on the Twitter, and it's got Corey Seager on there, and it says a lot of people were wondering what would happen if you weren't my Valentine. I guess we'll never know. Oh, that's nice. To and from. That's if you got like a yeah. if you got a baseball if you got a ranger champion baseball chick girlfriend fiance and or wife that would that would have been the home run Valentine's Day card for her you know especially yeah. it's P's and C's it's surprise it's world champions it's baseball's back like mixing in the Corey Seager line and putting the Valentine's Day romantic twist on it I don't think anybody's beaten that unless of course you are one of the men who are buying your girlfriend or significant other. Have you guys seen this? The Lego flowers, Lego flowers, Lego flowers. Okay, that was my reaction. I'm glad I'm, I'm I wasn't late to the Lego flower party here. 
uh, or maybe I am, and you guys are just joining me late to this party. But apparently, the the new the new trendy thing to do uh, for what they're saying is like the Gen Z trendy thing to do. It's gone super viral on the social medias and stuff, the TikToks and everything. But these guys are going into these these Lego stores, and they're buying and the, and because they're made ready to go, bouquets of flowers. That are built out of Legos. They will, in theory, they will last forever. I don't know that there's any smelling scent to them, uh, but they're roughly $100, uh, depending on how big of a bouquet. But you could get the roses, you could get the tulips. I mean, they have a wide variety here of different types of flowers, but I don't know. Lego flower, maybe that's a, I mean, if if your girl is a big Lego type girl, then obviously this will probably work. Or just the fact that, hey, it's new and, you know, she wasn't expecting it. I don't know, but... If that thing breaks on you, you drop that. Here. Yeah, if you drop it, you don't know how to put those back together. No yeah, chance. It's, finished. Yeah. it's done. You're going to make a square and put some wheels at the bottom to call it a car. Yeah, I'd be too nervous for this. <laughs> I feel like I would break it. Those are pretty exceptional. Yeah, I'm, I'm not mad yeah. at it. I'm not yeah. mad no, at the situation. I, mean, I don't buy roses because they die. Yeah. So I like to buy plants that are in a pot. Let's see if you can keep that alive, girl. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. I bought you flowers a number of times. Yeah, see if you can make it. Can you keep us alive? Yeah. Keep that damn plant alive. I end up having to try to keep them alive, too. See? You know, and I'm like, well, so what do we want here? You just want me to spend 50 bucks on something that's going to die within 48 hours to show that I love you. I, just, I don't get it, you know? So I do it every now and then, but, you know, I, I think it's I think it's a bad bit, you know? Yeah, it might be. So are you guys, do you guys think you would be Lego flower guy? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. More than regular flower yeah. guy, I could see that happening, especially if you got little kids. You know, I don't think I'd go turns into a toy for Junior. Yeah, no, for uh, absolutely good now, point. That's utility. Two birds. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know. I I was surprised when I saw that today, but I think you know it could be it could be a cool deal. And if I mean it's a hundred bucks, so it's a little bit pricey. But if you're going big with the flowers, anyways, you're spending. I mean, I was roaming through Kroger today, seeing sixty dollar flower opportunities that I was oh, certainly yeah. not going to capitalize on. But I'm like, geez, I guess that's the going rate. Tomorrow it'll be fifty percent off. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's annoying. If you could just convince your girl that it's February fifteenth, you know, maybe you could. Maybe you could do that. All of a sudden, now you can go to any restaurant you want. You don't have everything that's booked with reservations. All options are endless. That's why the side pieces are living the best lives out here. Knowledge. Their living room is full of flowers. They were all 50% off, but they're for you. <laughs> they're for you. Yeah, they, they, I mean, the for side you. chick, usually they're a little bit more grateful. Yeah. I just can't oh, wait. my God, a king. <laughs> a king. I, I just, just can't wait for the, the, the hefty cost of living raise, you know, especially if you haven't done a deal for two or three years. You're coming up on, uh, you know, a new, new salary. You're like, wow, with all this inflation that's been going on i bet that corporation is really going to be ready to step up and show appreciation you know yes that's the vibe i know americans and texans everywhere are counting on that yes everywhere man we we had a fun uh we had a fun company meeting today and i had a couple of things i'm not used to this you know with the way like our job isn't it's not like very traditional jobby you know where you're sitting in front of powerpoints and different presentations all the time so it was like fun to sort of get back in the mix of like real world sort of work environment yeah and it was so funny to watch you know a skewing older person try and deal with a clicker uh, where they're oh, trying to get, good. you know, wa- watching them try and <laughs> wait, figure out. Oh, wait, no. it, I swear it was working. I'm going is backwards. It a, is it a battery? They start smacking it, you know, like you do with any type of remote that's not working. Let me see if smacking it will get it to work here. It usually does. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
dislodge some of the electronic components. <laughs> yes, watching watching middle aged men try to figure out the projector screen today. Hey, good. I was I was made joyful out of that. New sales manager is fire though, isn't he? He's Brought good. Is strong. He's that guy is setting an agenda. Yeah. He's hitting yeah. quotas. Yeah, bro, we got Mad Dog Russo as our sales <laughs> head guy yeah. now. Hey, it's it's crazy. Like we're gonna get on it. You got a little margarita machine <laughs> yeah. if you kill it. Absolutely. Come on, get your margarita. Have some mixers. Yeah. yeah, a little Get breakfast smoothie for the AM drive, folks. Yeah. We'll still celebrate you. Yeah, yeah, man, he he had some tricks in his bag that was pretty cool. But the other thing that I had a question about, and I, I think the context clues allow me to somewhat understand it, but I'm sick of being, you know, all these different like uh, acronyms or whatever, and then like the IBDA. They keep hitting you with the IBDA. IBDA. E- or IBDA. Excuse yeah. me. Thank you, Lucius. I'm going. Profit. What what are we doing here? Why are, no, why are we going pro? Why are we just? Why can't we just say profit? Why do we have to say IBDA? I mean, Walchuk, you're looking at me daisy confused like a wax statue. That's a real business stock term, the you know? EBITDA. Very important when you're buying a stock and you're researching the company, see what that EBITDA is looking like. You want it to be nice and thick. If not, they are struggling and your money will struggle. Okay. Oh, I remember that. I want a nice and thick Watch EBITDA. Watch that EBITDA. Yeah, it's so, an acronym for something that I haven't kept up with. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I read a book about it five years ago. I haven't kept up with it, but I know it's very important. So each letter of EBITDA sort yeah. of stands for something, uh-huh. the E, the B, and then whatever else? Mm-hmm. Okay. But the thickness is what counts. Yeah, you want a good percentage down there. You want the girth. Good Lord, pause. Yeah, there's a lot that goes you into that. I agreed to it too quick. You did. You said yeah, you want like, yeah. You said you want vascularity with Ooh. the EBITDA? Very. Ooh. Uh, so that was, you know, that was fun today. Uh, and then I also saw this from Sauce Gardner, a little football for you guys, uh, Jets Corner. He tweets out that he was in Vegas. Long story short, somebody did a card trick, and he's a million percent that the cards were in his palms. At the end, he said, quote, now it's a block of glass. Move your hand. And a block of glass was in my hands instead of the cards. I'm not going back to Vegas, is what <laughs> Sauce Gardner says. So there was a card yeah. trick that ended up where it's not a card in his hand. It's it's some level of, of a block of glass, and it threw him for a loop so much so that he's anti-Vegas forever. And, I mean, overall, I think my first experience for Vegas, I liked it. I would go back. But my disappointment was, like, watching guys like, like, like Walchuk sit at the slot machine and – when did we pivot away from? I thought slots. I thought you were pulling something down, man. I thought you were getting in the yeah. mix here. Oh, now, now it's just, just now it's just smash, smashing. They were retiring those geezers there with the repetitive stress in the shoulder. You know that was it was bad on business. You know old folks couldn't hang anymore. Yeah, as a, as a as a as a one time online poker degenerate who had to retire due to carpal tunnel in my wrists. I know what that life is like. You sit there for four or five hours just sawing that uh, that pole on that actual slot machine. You're going to be looking for a button eventually, Hit and you're going, to re- you're going to rejoice when the modern machine comes out. But yeah, it's been that way for about 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I was I was late to that party. So, Walchuk, even you have never experienced the, the good old-fashioned Vegas slot machine pulling they it. They still and, work usually. I haven't done the pull If you down. want to. Okay. If you want to, you could still pull it. But okay. So, that was for the old folks. Yeah, most people uh, that are gambling on those things want their hands free for cigarettes. And you know, big gulp drinks. Yeah. <laughs> big gulps. I did. I saw one lady. I believe you not with a cigarette in each hand, and both were lit. That is amazing. It was, and then and then the way she like a pelican was drinking her drink hands free. It was an extremely talented lady. She needed her hands for a wheelchair, probably. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, no disrespect to anybody that finds themselves in a wheelchair. It was just a common occurrence out there. Earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization 
EBITDA. Yeah. EBITDA. Yeah. How good How your business is doing? How much money are you really doing? making? Yeah. What's coming in? What's going out? Should we Should we buy you? Should we buy your stock right now? Mm-hmm. We've had to get pretty familiar with that in recent months. But uh, thankfully, 105 through the fan has been dominating and continues to dominate. So that's the good news. And and uh, we're really happy about where the company's going from here. Okay, when we come back, G-Bag Nation, uh, we got one more segment. And look at this. You have Reggie warming up in the bullpen, throwing heat to Blake. And we'll get the get right in here next on 105 Through the Fan. Thank you, Lucius. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105 Through the Fan. LA's continuing thin theme of watching uh, great sports from the 80s and early 90s continues. And tonight I've been treated to some of the great Mike Tyson punch outs. It's like a, a, a Tyson boxing reel. These poor guys, dude. I don't know how. There's no way they were getting enough money in the late 80s. It's probably like 100000 bucks to show up and just get destroyed by <laughs> Mike's left hook. out of these fools. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they could. They, Mike Tyson could hit them before they even realized they were about to get hit. Like, he was the quickest <laughs> and the strongest boxer I've ever seen simultaneously. Like, Floyd Mayweather quickness. With uh, like uh, form and power, just just incredible to to be able to have uh, you know lived through it. I, I think in the ring is a life accomplishment for and most. He would of hold guys. their heads there, then hit them yeah. with the other hand. Like, hold on, hold yeah. on. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. There we go. And then he'd hug him afterwards. <laughs> like, you you, I really appreciate you, it. Well, you know? you're a great okay. guy. Okay. Great guy. Great competition. Thank you. I mean, dude, look, he he is like his back. Yeah. Just what a physical freaking monster. Yeah. Yeah, you can knock out guys in, you know, ten seconds, thirty seconds, one minute. I, I'm just shocked that some of these are in the fifth or sixth round before the guy finally goes down. Reggie and Blake, the get right coming up uh next year. And a good evening, gentlemen. How the heck are you? Man, doing all right. Sounds like you guys are doing pretty well yourselves. Yeah, I think we've had a pretty good show. You know, hopefully Brian's doing all right. Hopefully he recovers and, and gets in uh, tomorrow, but we're expecting a big Thursday as well. We're going to talk with John Owning at, at 4 o'clock, Pro Football mm. Focus, get his thoughts. It's always an interesting conversation. For what's, sure. What's coming up for you guys tonight? Uh, I mean, a lot of local sports stuff, Zimmer, you know, the organizational hierarchy of the Mavs, but the thing that I'm most – oh, and then obviously a little bit of Rangers as uh, pitchers and catchers, or as you like to say, P's and C's. Big day. Report today. Uh, but really, the segment I'm most uh, interested in, 840, what are the best sports names that evoke Valentine's Day on this Valentine's Day? Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm jealous of that segment, dude. I knew you would be. I was looking directly at you when I said it because I was like, I know Son who, of a gun. This is directed for- <laughs> I mean, don't we have a couple of Valentines? Like We do. We have a Denzel Valentine, obviously. Shout out to Bobby V. Bobby Valentine. That's right. Darnell uh, Valentine of the 80s. Okay. Jordan Love. There you go. That's a really good one. Of course, Babe Ruth. Ah, I like that. I had not thought about, but you know what? That goes right in there. So we'll we'll do a lot of that at eight forty. Oh, that's gold. That's I, awesome. I'm most looking forward to ten twenty. Um, me being a single man. So what do, what do single people do during Valentine's Day? So I went on Reddit like everyone does, and I found a nice long article of different things that people do on Valentine's Day while being single, and I will share that with the Tolos and Reggie at ten twenty. Looking forward to that now, Chief. I like the way he says. Valentine's I didn't want to be Day. the guy because yeah. I'm always the guy like, that's like time? correcting somebody, and it's, I'm I don't want to be the jerk today. Yeah, no, I didn't it's, want to do it's it. Bobby Valentine. Yeah, I read all about uh, it no, at the no library. M? Am I saying it with an M? Yeah, you, you are. It is a little August. bit. Sounds yeah. a little Emmy. Valentine. Yeah, because it's the time of the year. What, yeah. what does "tine" even mean? I don't know. What I don't is, know what a tine is. T i n e mean? It was the name of the guy. Name of the guy they named it after. Yeah, Saint. In fact. Okay. Well, I guess that's a decent reason. I, it's a decent <laughs> reason. I, I like Valentine Cupid. better. It's the time I, of I like Valentine too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I I'd, I'd vote for it. You know, if we go on a change.org, 
Okay. And, uh, we can crowdfund it. I mean, there's probably so many things in this world that are said or spelled a, a certain way that we don't understand and we just accept. Exactly. Fair enough. Like, how'd they get rhythm out of that? You know, I'd yeah, there's, that. A, there's a lot of consonants in there, man, that don't need to be there. It's so so strange. Yeah, English I, language is, is one of the more confusing ones, which is why it's hard for other people to learn our language. And we, we, we crucify them for it, but it's a really hard facts. language to understand because it makes no sense. No. Yeah. And nobody has any reasoning for for it. And we just accept it. Because it's made up. Yeah. Not only is not we is it the language and made our own out Wait, of it. It's not just that it's made up. It's that like you stole parts of like seven different languages. You were like, oh, I like that part. I'm just going to grab me some of that. Here's yeah. some Latin, some French, some Germanic stuff. Just throw it all together in a bucket. It's all going to work. America, wait, America just showed up to the language buffet and took what they wanted not and even left? It's better than this. Britain did that. And then America was like, I like what you're doing there, player. <laughs> we just need to draw it out a little yeah, more. Yeah, exactly. Our own damn buffet. It's a Have stronger ours. Okay, uh, how much are you guys worried about Luca and people not wanting to play with him? I, how about no, that? How'd that discussion I go got, the other I night? I got you, Rich. I got you, Rich. I am so <laughs> mad. I saw! No, 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 it's not even that. I'm just so mad that that's the headline they're running, and the person who ran it, already not a big fan of him, and like... Who? You know. Our guy, Timmy McMahon? No, 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 no not Tim. Wind not, Tim. <laughs> not Tim, not Tim. Well, Wendy's been saying this for years that's now. That's what I'm I think saying. he did this on Sean and RJ, too, no, a few it, years it, back. It, it actually irks me that... You are part of Dallas media in some capacity, and the only time you want to air stuff is negative towards one of the superstars that's playing here. And, okay, we're worried about what Kyle Kuzma and Spencer Dinwiddie think, but not what Kyrie Irving thinks who just signed a three-year deal to play with Luka. I, I, I think one has a better resume than both of them combined. He wants to play with Luka. We just traded for people that wanted to play with Luka. Kyle Kuzma was talking about how great of a place it was going to be to be here, but now they don't be Wait, here, Wendy. and they always have something critical to say. I think it's just a little bit of loser's attitude. Nice. That's two. Two rants in the last two minutes there from Blake. Right. Right. One about English, one about Luke. He's on fire, Reg. Can you contain this tonight? <laughs> I don't want to. keep up with him? I don't want to. Let's I'm go. not trying to play defense. I'm trying to feed him the ball, right? I'm just letting this man ISO because apparently he's ready to cook tonight. Bro, he's heating up right yeah. now. Come on. Don't yeah, we, Kuzma, he's not we don't get some assists on tonight. Screw the points for me. I'm just going to keep moving that ball. <laughs> yeah, bro. Just yeah. feed the bees. And mm-hmm. also, Luca top five in assists last couple years, but apparently he ball hogs and doesn't want to pass the ball. But e- either way, ball you know, I digress. You know. Thanks to LA Live there in the Pimp Cup at Master Control. Carter Freeman coordinating your video. Thanks to Wolchuk and Shia Follow. Brados will maybe be back tomorrow. He was quite sick, so it couldn't make it in today. I'm Gavin Dawson. Till tomorrow at 2, you're going home with the G-Bag Nation Eddie's. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.